0: Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. The bigger picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's The Breakfast Huddle. I'm Elliot Danker. It is now time for The Bigger Picture with Willie King. This morning, we've been talking about the uh, oil situation, the Nord Stream pipeline, and how there are some suspicious leaks, uh, reports uh, suggesting uh, it's some kind of a sabotage. But the other thing you're watching out for, and really a lot of investors have been paying attention to, is the market sell-off, the, the bear market that we keep waking up to every morning.
1: Yep, uh that's right, Elliot. I mean, we see markets sell off across the board and it has continued to go into the bear market territory. Mm-hmm. And in fact, if, if you see um treasury yields are also edging closer to 4% and that's a level that it has not touched since 2010. On top of that, you know, across all asset classes, you are also looking at currencies as well, commodities, you know, they are always coming back with fresh volatility. So, you know, it's great that we are inviting Eddie Lowe, Chief Investment Officer, Maybank Group of Wealth Management, to come onto the show with us to share his views on what's really going on. Good morning, Eddie. How are you, man? Hey, hey, good morning, guys. Hey, hello. So, I just want to get some thoughts on you, Eddie. I mean, there's so many things which are all going on since last week. What are you focusing on right now?
0: Well, there's been lots of, going on, uh, lots of things going on, not just last week, but actually <laughs> for, the, for the bulk <laughs> of this year, right? I mean, you had the war, We have inflation, and then now the latest is really the the, the British pound. So I guess we have actually turned more cautious on the market since the second quarter. I think fundamentally, you look at the sticky inflation, the hawkish central banks, and the very uncertain macro backdrop. I think that continues to warrant a very defensive stance in asset allocation. So I think at this juncture, it is even more critical to ensure portfolio diversification, And I think we are actually suggesting our clients actually for quite some time to really increase cash buffer to protect the portfolio against the current headwinds. Yeah, I mean, you
1: just mentioned about, let's say, currencies. You talked Mm -hmm. about the pound, the British pound. So it has actually come a huge sell-off over the last few days. You know, what are your thoughts? And going forward, where do you see the pound going?
0: Right. I think if you look at the sell-off in the pound, it's really on the deck of this very surprise tax cut by the finance minister on top of a very hugely expensive plan to subsidize energy bills, right? So what this means is that you have tax cuts, you have uh, subsidies for energy. It means you need large-scale borrowing to finance the program. And investors are worried that it will worsen the country's fiscal position because that will negatively impact currency. And on top of that, you know, You have tax cuts, which means uh, it could exacerbate the inflation situation in the UK, with uh, CPI already close to a 40-year high at 9.9% in August. So I think this situation with the pound is an illustration of the challenges faced by policymakers with regards to persistently high inflation and slowing growth. And we are actually watching the increased volatility in FX markets because it is also weighing on investor sentiment and affecting other FX classes. Mm. So now I think a lot of the negatives are present in the pound. We hope that there are no further negative surprises. But if there should be, then we could actually see another leg down for the pound.
1: How do all the different foreign currencies, I mean, you're just talking about the pound, you have the euro mm-hmm. and even the mm-hmm. Chinese yuan as well. How, right. how do all this affect, you know, back in home in Singapore... On the Sing right.
0: dollar, well, the Sing dollar is also uh, weakening against the US dollar, like the many other currencies. But I, I would say it has been a little bit more resilient than, say, the likes of your pound or your Japanese yen. Mm. Uh, if you take a look at the uh, current macro situation, core inflation and inflation in Singapore is also rising. Core inflation actually sought to a higher five point one percent in August, and this, you know, inflationary pressure. Uh, will likely force the MES to tighten monetary policy again in October, mm. right? And that's going to lead to some SING dollar strength. However, you know, having said that, we are not expecting uh, the MAS really to tighten too aggressively because of this rising likelihood of a technical recession given the slowing external demand. So why do I say so? Because if you look at the manufacturing sector, mm-hmm. there are already some weakness. IP growth, industrial production growth, actually slowed further to 0.5% in August. And notably, electronics fell for the second consecutive month with uh, amid a global chips down cycle. So, you know, while Singapore is still enjoying... Mm-hmm. Uh, from some reopening tailwind, I think this tailwind is actually going to fade eventually, and not enough to offset the manufacturing slump. So mm-hmm. we are actually uh, seeing an increasing risk of a technical recession with another negative Q and Q growth for the third quarter.
1: Wow. Okay. Um, how about let's move on a bit away from currencies and into commodities. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. looking at oil, which has actually came down as well. You know, what are your thoughts over on oil prices? Is it? Do you right. think it could goes to fall lower?
0: Well, I think if you look at oil, it has really been a wild ride. Um, um, WTI started the year close to 80, went to more than 120 per barrel uh, at one point, and now it's back below $80. So I think the recent decline is really on this growing recession risk, coupled with uh, China's intermittent lockdowns. I think that is actually weighing on a global oil demand and so we do see some downward pressures on oil prices in the near term but having said that there are mitigating factors uh i think in particular i think the opec will likely respond further with more aggressive supply cuts i think they have really done so a small one i'll be uh, in the early october uh, september meeting i think all us will be watching on their 5th October meeting to see if will, they will implement further supply cuts uh, should there be further fall in demand and prices. Yep. And in the meantime, you talk about you know uh, geopolitical uncertainty, sabotage and not stream uh, pipelines, <laughs> like, right? Uh, right? So, so exactly. the ongoing Russia-Ukraine war, I think that is also going to create some supply disruption risk and, and lend mm-hmm. support to prices to prevent a significant collapse in, in, in oil.
1: Yeah, so you know, on the commodities front, we are looking at the, the WTI crude prices, mm-hmm. which slumped more than nine percent, pressured by fears of an economic slowdown, which would actually hurt fuel demand. And of course, we are looking at gold prices also down by three percent with the mm-hmm. sustained rate hikes. Yes. Tell me, tell me, Adi, you know, going forward, yeah. what what sort of data um, are you looking at this week? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think for 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 us, uh, the key data to watch out for this week, uh, this Friday, is really. Uh, one of the key data is really the core P C data uh, that's coming out uh, this Friday. Uh, consensus are looking for August uh, core P C to come in at four point seven percent, slightly actually higher than last month's four point six percent. So you know, if you look back, I think to about two weeks ago, U S headline C P I actually showed some moderation from eight point five percent to eight point three percent, but core CPI is actually still trending higher and that is actually spooking the market and investors because this very sticky inflation is actually forcing the Fed to maintain a hawkish stance. so we are actually looking at another 75 basis hike again in November after the 75 basis hike that we just saw in September so given the fact that you have this you know rate hike uh, enticing financial conditions a soft landing in the U.S. is increasingly likely. So even though the Fed in its latest uh, projections for the U.S. has lowered its 2023 GDP forecast to 1.2%, we mm-hmm. do see a risk to that forecast. Because consensus now, if you look at consensus estimates, they are now projecting a 50% probability of a U.S. recession in the next 12 months.
1: Mm. And also, we are also at- Also looking at the activity momentum in China, so Mm. the China PMI is also due to come out on Friday and amidst the tech stocks getting crushed in China and and also the Chinese property debt. You know, what are your views on the upcoming PMI data?
0: Right, I think if you look at the upcoming uh, PMI data, we we do expect it to to remain rather lackluster. I think primarily due to to the fact that uh, we still have a rather close economy uh, in the sense of COVID, the zero COVID policy is very much in place. So consensus are looking for manufacturing PMI to stay below the 50 mark, which is that expansionary threshold, uh, services slightly higher, but it's still going to be lower than last month's data, right? Uh, So for Chinese equities, we are actually tracking the market very closely because if you look at the valuation, it does seem very attractive. Uh, Lee, uh you know in, in in terms of values it's actually trading quite uh, well below the historical average levels, given the year to the under underperformance and we did see some decent policy stimulus measures and I think to the government in terms of the regulatory tightening on the tax sector, you know that there, there seems to be reduced intensity as well mm. however, I think uh, as I mentioned. Uh, that very stringent zero COVID policies. I think that's going to cap the near-term upside and therefore we are actually maintaining our neutral stance on Chinese equities for now. I think all eyes will be on the upcoming party congress on 16th of October. There's some, some speculation that, that, you know, after that event, uh, there could be further reopening of, the Chinese, uh, of China. And if that were to be the case, it will be a boost to investor sentiment as well as the markets.
1: Yeah, I think that's something which is worth looking out for. We have here Mr. Eddie Lowe, Chief Investment Officer of Maybank Group Wealth Management. Thank you so much, Eddie, for coming onto the show.
0: Thanks for having me. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O.